a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Whether you are living paycheck to paycheck or simply want to do better financially, this series is for you. It's time for a fresh outlook on life and money. Whether you play an episode while you're in the shower, while you're feeding the baby, or driving to work, you can literally listen to a whole episode before you arrive. The Hone Your Habits series provides the sneaky, cheeky, mindful little pause you need in your week that's filled with valuable, practical information too. As always, feel free to shoot us your episode ideas via email or DM on any social media platform. Let's have our coffee together, shall we? This is Shmoney Radio. Donya, I am so happy to have you back on the show for our fourth installment of this series. And this time around, we'll be tackling buy now, pay later apps, which have exploded in popularity over the last couple of years. So first off, can you explain how these point of sale or POS lenders, as people like to call them, like Afterpay, Klarna, and Sezzle work for everyone listening? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, let me say this. I'm happy to be back, you know, and you are an amazing host. I just wanted to put that out there. I had to say it. But um, let's go over it together for sure. You know what? Um, Let me use an example. Let's say, for example you were to buy something, okay? And it's like $60 or whatever, 60 bucks, and maybe you don't have the fund for it right away, but you need that certain thing. Um, You can basically buy it and then pay for it later, right? But how it works is it's really different um, depending on if it's a small purchase or if it's a big purchase. If it's a small purchase, then um, you do four interest-free bi-weekly payments for it. And if it's a big purchase, then you do over six to sixty um, six to sixty months for a larger purchase, right? Of monthly payments is what you're going to be doing. So again, for interest-free bi-weekly payments for small purchases or monthly payments over six to sixty months for larger purchases. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And these apps have definitely become more popular during the pandemic because a lot of people are strapped for cash. So mm-hmm. what are some of the pros or I guess benefits to using these apps that maybe you haven't mentioned in, in your first answer there? So one of the good thing about it is um, it's convenient, right? It's easy to use. It's convenient. You can link your payments to a debit card bank account, right? Um and some in some cases, you can even link it to a credit card, right, to pay pay it over time. Um, there's no fees if you're making your payments on time, and um, it's also available at certain retailers that is offline. So um, it works. You know, it, it 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 can help people buy the things that it's maybe necessary for them, and they don't have the funds for it, especially during these times. Right. But they do come with some drawbacks. And one of them is that buy now, pay later apps may tempt people to overspend. Mm -hmm. Basically, people start to think they can afford to purchase more things and pay for them in smaller amounts. But what is the danger of this? Okay, well, over time, you're going to be spending a lot of money um, on things you don't even notice, right? Because 
sometimes it's hard to keep track of maybe something that is just coming out of your account every month for five bucks or every bi-weekly, like bi-weekly for five bucks. Um, cause it's a sh- like a smaller purchase, right. A smaller payment that you're paying, uh, other than you paying something upfront. So that could make it tricky to, for people to say, um, okay, well right now I really, really want this dress or I really, really want this shoes right now. I don't really need it, but I really want it. And because I don't have enough, you know, um, money to buy it, why don't I just use the app? And then this could become a habit, right? Anything you keep doing repeatedly, it can become a habit. So that can actually cause over time a shortfall of income and get people into debt because of these sort of spending habits. I guess another drawback of installment payment apps is that they can offer lower fees Sure, you may not need a credit card to make purchases, which is enticing to people, but how do they really differ from credit cards overall? I mean, um, another positive thing could be about it is that like with a credit card, right? Um, usually a credit card has what? Something over 19% interest, right? 19.99, almost 20% interest. So if you were to buy the same things with a credit card and you, you will end up paying it a little bit late or some sort of things like that, um, obviously you're going to be paying a lot of interest on it, right? However, with these ones, you're not really paying um, any interest on it um, when you buy it and when you're making these monthly payments, which is a good thing. So it kind of does differ from a credit card in terms of an interest rate. Um, It does save you more money. And besides the interest rates, and late payment fees. Are there any other fees that people should know about? Or is it really just the convenience and late payment fees? Well, no, I wouldn't really say so. I mean, the only thing um, that I, I know well about is that if you were to have any sort of missing payments or um, not having you know, that sufficient funds in your account, that can trigger fees and penalties for you, right? And you may have to also pay that um, interest for the rest of the payment period on on top of whatever you were paying before. So it does have those sort of um, um, interest rate, let's say, let's call it. So if you're late, you're going to end up paying interest, right? Or if you miss a payment. Right. Most pay later apps don't do credit checks and report to major credit bureaus, but others do. So could using a repayment app negatively affect your credit score? Okay. In terms of a credit score, okay, so here's the thing. So usually when it comes to payments, okay, when you're doing on-time payments, they don't really report it to the credit bureau and all those sort of things. But as soon as you miss a payment, it does get, you know, um, reported. And that does have a negative impact on your credit score. And I think that's something that not a lot of people pay attention to, right? Um, so no matter how many times you've paid it on time, one late you know, payment can mess up with your credit score. So you're gonna be very, very careful with this sort of a payment, especially because it's a monthly thing, right? Or if it's a bi-weekly thing, and if you miss it, uh-oh, it's not gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> but just like, Banks. I mean, with credit cards, they're pretty much banking on people to oftentimes spend more money than they have. Overall, do you think that today's most popular repayment apps are also banking on people to spend more money than they have at a time? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, I'm sure they don't really care about how much somebody can, you know, get into troubles and financial struggles because of these sort of payments and things and the convenience of it at times, um, especially if people don't have that strong will, right? Willpower to control it. Um, and also, I mean, they, they do want to make money, you know, somehow they have to um, make money from these um, payments that people do, right? People make um, and they have them basically as their consumers. So obviously they are definitely banking on people to spend more money. Yeah, I, I could agree. <laughs> do you think there's anything inherently wrong with using one of these apps? You know, what do you really think? Are they good or bad? even though they allow people to, you know, be more flexible with their finances? I don't want to. Okay. So I think everything has its own pros and cons, right? Mm -hmm. As long as we know what to use it for and when to use it and be careful with how we're using it, it should be fine. Right. But the problem starts from where people are not aware of how to use these apps in in their best interest and not let them, um, not let these apps basically hurt them financially. And that becomes a tr- the struggle. That becomes a problem, right? So that's a part that people need to be more careful with. Um, that's, what, that's what I would say. As long as you know what you do, it's like drinking water, right? If you drink too much of the water, it could be also trouble. It, co- it could be also a problem, yeah. right? Um, same thing with this. If you're using something too much or you don't know how to use it the right way, it can cause you troubles um it's like doing again another example it's like doing squats right you do it the right way amazing you're working on your glutes you're working on your muscles you're doing a good job you do it the wrong way though you can hurt your knees you can hurt your back so it really depends on how you use it and when you use it um and what you use it for let's put it that that way exactly everything in moderation it's a yeah tested method but really it does work So what would you advise people to keep in mind when using these apps? What rules should they live by? For example, Tiffany of the Budget Nista has said that if something is 150 bucks and you only have 125, wait and save. So what Mm -hmm. would your top tips be? Don't buy with the money you don't have, right? That's that, that should be um, the key here as much as possible. Like, I mean, I get it sometimes, something is necessary and you need it, then sure. But if something is just a a want, not a need, you don't have to buy it, right? So just wait up until you have enough funds and buy it with your own money. Instead of just keep um, borrowing money to buy the things you want, Um, own it, right? So definitely do not spend more than what you have. Yeah. I think that's a old, you know, time-tested cliche as well, but <laughs> definitely is something to live by. And it kind of brings us beautifully into my last question here for you, which is that, you know, this conversation topic reminds me of something that you and another guest have brought up on the show before. That's that there's no such thing as free lunch. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is a good principle to keep in mind when using repayment apps? Yeah, I mean... Um, you want to always make sure that whatever, whatever you're going to be using, um, it, it's either these apps or any other thing, credit cards, whatever it is, loans. Um, you always want to look at the other side of it and kind of put it on a scale to see um, which side is, you know, higher. Is it the negative side 
or is it the positive side of it, right? Um, at the end of the day, nobody's going to care about your money as much as you do. So you got to take that responsibility upon yourself um, and make sure that you're going to de- make the right decision for your money, right? Again, everything has its pros and, pros and, cons, pros and cons. It goes back to what you do with it, right? Again, what you do with it. Because nobody, n- nobody really does free things, right? Um, or does things for free. So you're going to be careful. Um, or another thing, and, you know, I just bring this into the conversation because I hear a lot of people talking about it lately as well. Um, Anastasia, like, for example, apps, right? Apps like Simple and all those other apps that help you invest your money in and they say, oh, the trading fees free or invest without any paying any fees. There are fees. It's just that maybe it's not the fees you're thinking it is, right? So you have to be careful with this sort of things. Um, yeah, I think that would be that would be my way of looking at it. Always be careful, knowing that nobody cares about your money more than yourself. So make sure that you educate yourself as much as possible so you don't have to take everybody's word for whatever they say. Yes, those are all such great points. I love two things you brought up there, which is basically moral of the story, Make a pros and cons list for everything you do financially. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Number two is that you're right. Nobody cares more about your finances or knows more about your finances than you do. So it's really about taking charge. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I think think it's very important to always, regarding like in anything in life, always look at the pros and cons, right? Any steps you want to take, see which side Again, which side is the high, has the higher um, scale? Um, that's what I would say. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio.